This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for 37 years as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. And now here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hello, everybody. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Welcome to our show from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week as we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. Today we're going to have a great show. You know, I, I have been on the radio for 28 years and 18 here. It's the last 18 here. It's uh, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Our show's now syndicated around the country in a number of cities, and we're growing almost on a weekly basis, I'm excited to say. We're up to over 10 cities now broadcasting our show. And I try to do interviews and topics with people on this show that I think are going to be things you can learn from and gain something from. If you listen to the show, you know one of my passions is youth sports. And my concern in youth sports is the craziness that's been going on for years. I've talked about it forever. And you know I have a book out called Just Let Them Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes for Youth Sports that I co-wrote with Pete Malone. Hall of Fame swim coach, and Jeff Montgomery, the Kansas City Royals' all-time closer. And in the book, we talk about parents' behavior, coaches' behavior, athletes' behavior, officials' behavior. And we get into discussions about role modeling for kids, how to deal with things. This past week, we have seen nationally a situation in Denver where a seven-year-old baseball game, seven-year-old baseball game, There was a 13-year-old umpire calling balls and strikes. Some parents didn't like what he was doing, and a brawl ensued. It's been all over the news. Dad's punching the living daylights out of each other. In fact, one guy was, uh, there was a warrant out for one guy's arrest. He left the scene, and I believe they've caught him now. But the video is disgusting. These guys, dads are punching the living daylights out of each other. At a seven-year-old baseball game. Because they didn't like the way the umpire, a 13-year-old, was calling balls and strikes. Those people should be banned for life from attending games again. This behavior has gotten out of control. But that wasn't the only situation that happened this past week. In New York, there was a soccer game, 13-year-old soccer game. And he got a little heated throughout the game. And in the handshake line, something happened. We're going to discuss that right now because the assistant coach of one of the teams who was the victim of basically an assault at his son's 13-year-old baseball, excuse me, soccer game is with us now. His name is Matt. Matt, good morning. Thank you for being with us today. Thanks, Dr. Jacobs. All right. Tell us what happened. Tell us, just give us a little rundown of what happened at your son's game. So we were... um you know, it was towards the end of the game. It was a, it got got a little. There was a few fouls, some pushing. Uh, one of our players got a yellow card, not for pushing, but for talking back to the ref, 
who when he didn't agree with the call. So we immediately took him off the field. A few minutes left in the game for him to cool down. Um, the you know at, at, in all youth sports we have a handshake line, so we we you know we stood behind our player towards the end of the line to make sure nothing happened. And, and this was you. Yeah, you're the assistant coach and the head coach I'm also. The assistant coach, right? Head coach also, right? Okay. So, you know, we tell our players two words in a handshake line. Good game. That's the only two words you should say. And you've been coaching um, for how long, Matt? Uh, my my old well, I played youth sports. I played in the same league that my kids play in, and um, we. I was coaching since my oldest was, you know, seven. So. 12 years. Yeah, this is your third son now you're coaching, correct? My third, right. Okay. Yes. So here you are on the handshake line. You're walking down the handshake line. You and the head coach are sort of at the back. Correct. Okay. So out of nowhere, I mean, these kids are, and I later found out, they're, they're, they're saying this name, Colin McGregor, the other team. And what I, what I found out later was that he's a UFC fighter, and they were calling one of my players Colin McGregor. So, but he, you know, he just remained calm, just handshake line. All of a sudden, one of the last kids on the line, who it turns out was a kid that got into the altercation on the field, just flat out punched my player in the face. 13 years old, just hit him right in the middle of the face. Knock him over? What, what, knock him back? What happened? Uh, he, he went, he didn't go down, but he sort of, you know, knelt down, kneeled down a little bit. So my instinct was I held on to that player who threw the punch. So you grabbed him. I know. You just grabbed him. What's that? You just grabbed him and held him. Yeah, yeah, sort of like a bear hug. Because you you didn't want him to hit anybody else, right? No, so he couldn't, you know, I was basically holding his arms. And next thing I know, another coach who it turns out is a coach and also the father of that player basically came up to me, said, get your hands off my son, who at the time was already, you know, on the other side of the field. And I don't know if he hit me first or pushed me down to the ground, but, um, you know, so we, we started wrestling, hit the ground. And then the next thing I know, other dads from that team were on top of me, punching me also. Oh my goodness. So what happened to you? What happened to you? So we're on the ground. Um, and what are you doing? You, you don't have the young man in your hands now, right? No, 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 no. I'm trying to hold on to the father who's, who's you know, um, I have one arm around him. And later I was told by my coach that they were holding my arm down so I couldn't throw a punch back to protect myself um, or to, you know, get out of the pile. So, net, you know, within, you know, seconds, the other, you know, dads from my team are pulling people off of me. Um, and, you know, we wrestle. And then it's just me and that guy. We wrestle a little bit, but then they break us apart. Were you um, hurt? No. No. I mean, you know, just a little sore. I'm way too old to be <laughs> wrestling on the ground. Okay. So this this happens, and and right. the, and you said the police showed up. So the the game was at a local high school, and it happened to be. And you're in the New York, and you're in the New York City area, correct? Right, right. Okay. So it happened to be adjacent to the parking lot of a police station. 
um, evidently the police were in the parking lot talking, and they saw the game. They actually hopped the fence. They saw they saw what happened. They hopped the fence, and basically when we were up off the ground, that's when they were there, sort of, you know, separating everybody. Okay, and what did they say to you when this all calmed down? What did they say to you? So they they asked they asked what happened. They asked the official what happened. They asked. You know, so my parents they asked me, they asked their parents, they asked the other coaches. Um, then they asked me if I wanted to press charges, and I, you know, it was Father's Day, and I didn't want to, you know, you, it, I, I didn't think it was the right thing to do. Um, so things eventually they, calmed down, and you and you mentioned they, the other dad actually even apologized to you. Yeah, well, yeah. So things calmed down, and they, you know, we both we both agreed that things got out of hand, and. What the police officer said, well, the other father wants to come over and, and shake your hand and put it to rest. And, you know, I agreed, and uh, he came over, and we both agreed that things got way out of hand, way too fast. Um, and, you know, we, we agreed that it was not the right thing that happened. Okay, before we go to our first break here in a minute, I want to ask you this question. How is your son? How did he react to all this? Oh, so my son, not my son was not the kid that got punched. Right. Um, he, he, you know, he, he was crying. I mean, he was upset to see, you know, his father in a fight. And how'd you explain to him what happened afterwards? Did you sort of go through uh, it? And was he okay? Is he okay? Yeah, Most importantly, is he okay now? Yes, he's okay now. Um, you know, I, I said, look, it, it, it's, we're supposed to be the example for you guys. We, we, we were not a good example. I, you know, I told, I, I, I'm honest with him. I said, look. I, I I grabbed the kid who was throwing the punch at, you know, his his friend who's the other player, and I said, you know, and that other father thought that I was hurting his son, and that's how it got out of hand. And you know, he understood that. Okay, we're going to go to our first commercial break here, Matt. But I want to keep you on with us, and we're going to talk about this. I've got opinions on what to do, and and I want to get your opinion on what needs to be done because this is out of control. It's getting out of control. Okay. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is Sports Psychology. I'm talking to Matt, who's a soccer coach in New York, who is attacked at his son's soccer game. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Are you an athlete, competitor, or ordinary individual who wants to learn how to relax, build confidence, and think more positively? Then the 20 Minutes to Success series of digital downloads and audio CDs from sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs are perfect for you. 20 Minutes to Success will teach you techniques to help you succeed. Dr. Jacobs covers topics like deep breathing for better focus, confidence building, and positive visualization. The 20 Minutes to Success series includes programs for individual sports like swimming, running, tennis, and baseball. You can also target overall athletic performance or relaxation. For more information and to get 20 minutes to success on digital download or CD, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, to get 20 minutes to success, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. 
The world of youth sports has grown tremendously in the last few years, and with that growth comes questions. What's the right age to let my child start playing? When should winning and losing become important? And how can the youth sports experience be fun? These questions and many more are addressed head-on in sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs' book, Just Let Him Play, guiding parents, coaches, and athletes through youth sports. Written with Major League Baseball pitcher Jeff Montgomery and Hall of Fame swimming coach Peter Malone, Just Let Him Play tackles the issues that make youth sports increasingly difficult for parents, coaches, officials, and especially kids. Just Let Him Play explains the importance of winning and losing, success and failure, and why it's okay when not every athlete gets a trophy. For more information and to get your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to winnersunlimited.com and click Products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click Products. One more time, for your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to winnersunlimited.com and click Products. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin, UVB rays burn, and both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Over the years, you've brought them into your home. You were prescribed opioids after the C-section. When dad injured his back, when your basketball star tore his ACL, opioids helped with the pain and you held on to them just in case. But did you know holding on to unused opioids puts your family at risk? Opioids are powerful pain-reducing prescription medicines, but most people who are prescribed opioids don't finish their prescriptions. So millions of unused opioids are sitting in homes across the country. And tragically, more than 100 Americans die every day from overdoses involving opioids. What can you do to protect your family? Remove the risk of unused opioids from your home. Pills, patches, or syrups in drawers, purses, and cabinets, anywhere they might be hiding. To find out how to dispose of them properly, visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week as we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. And my guest today is Matt, who is an assistant soccer coach for his 13-year-old son's soccer team in the New York City area. Last Sunday, in the handshake line, a kid on the other team punched one of the kids on his team. Matt then grabbed this young man to keep him from hitting anybody else. He then got attacked by several dads on the other team, including the father of that young man. And it got broken up. The police had actually showed up. All right. You know, we heard about the situation in Denver at the seven-year-old baseball game. Here's a 13-year-old soccer game where the same, basically the same thing. 
just didn't get on the news. Fortunately, Matt, for you, nobody knew about it, but now we're talking about it here on our show. So let me ask you this question. You've been coaching, you said, for about 12 years. Have you ever seen anything like this happen before? There was, um, there was one fight in the stands years ago at my oldest son's soccer game between dads. Um, it was, uh, I'm trying to think of, of this. I don't remember the exact situation, but it, it got out of hand. It wasn't, you know, it was just, it was just between two people. It didn't, uh, it didn't escalate more than that. Okay. So you've been around the sport a long time. You played growing up. What do we do? What do right. we need to do? I, I want to get your opinion. You got, you got attacked at a 13 year old soccer game for grabbing a kid who punched the kid to keep him from hitting anybody else, and you got decked. And it ends up, this kid punches a kid on your team, and then his dad comes out and punches you. Well, gee, where did the young man learn how to do all that? Great role model. What Should, should his father be banned? Should his father be banned yeah. from attending any games? And should that young man be banned and disciplined and, and forced to get some counseling before he plays soccer again? I, I, think, I think the first step is it's got to start with with ball, it's a hard. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think definitely that kid should be banned from a game. Um, you know, I don't think one. You know, the kid made a mistake, right? He 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 chose to hit instead of you know dealing with his anger another way. I, I don't think that banning that kid. I, I think he should have a penalty. Maybe you know, like you said, miss a game or. Um, you know, go to some sort of anger management or something. Um, well, because and, who's, who's, excuse me, because who's to prevent him from doing it again? I mean, if there's no discipline for him, who's to say right, he doesn't no, do I, it another I agree, time? I agree, there, I agree there needs to be some something done. Um, and obviously, where did he pick it up? If his dad comes out and decks you, gee, where did he learn that from? Right, right. Uh, you know, um, I, I, don't, I don't know what the answer is, to be honest. Well, and that's the problem um, we've there, got today. There has, there has to be... There has to be some sort of consequence. Okay. But I, I don't know what, what that is. Well, does it need to start with the league officials? Does there need to be a policy in a league? You know, we talk about rules and guidelines, and everyone's, and I'm assuming you at some point went through a sportsmanship pre- presentation, probably a brief something or, not, or another about, about sportsmanship. Maybe everybody had right. to sign a form at the beginning of the season, something right. like that. right. Okay, but but that stuff's not enforced very much, right? No, not okay. at all. Okay, so here you have a situation where there's an actual, an actual fight. You got attacked. You got assaulted because you broke up something that a, a young man started. Okay, so in my opinion, okay, this young man needs some help, and so does his father because they've got impulse control problems. So if this is going to happen on the soccer field, it's going to happen at school, it's going to happen at the video parlor, it's going to happen wherever he is. Okay. So in my opinion, he should be prevented from playing soccer again until he gets some counseling. And then he has to go through a program where whoever he sees or the program he's in approves that he's, hey, he's dealt with this, he's, he's remorseful, he needs to come back. He shouldn't be banned for life. He should be given a second chance. That's my opinion. What do you think of that? You know, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, yeah, the, the kid made a mistake. I mean, that's what it comes down to. He, he you know. It was, a, it was a very poor choice. And, yeah, he, he needs to know consequences. And in my opinion, the father should be banned for life from coming to any more games. I'm sorry. I think when, when a dad comes out and assaults you, he shouldn't be allowed there. These, parent, these dads in the uh, 
baseball game in Col- in Colorado, the seven year old seven year old baseball game, who got into a fist fight, they should all be banned. What do you think, Matt? I mean, you're the victim here. You tell me. Yeah, I, I saw the videos on that. I, I don't, you know, this, my situation was not as extreme as that. That was, uh, that was pretty intense. I think those, those people definitely need to be, um, you know, questioned and, and possibly prevented from any other games. I mean, it's sad as a parent, you know, I don't want to miss any of my kids' games, but you know, these, these people shouldn't be allowed to sit in the stands. And see, to um, me, you know, it, as, it, as, yes, as it, coaches, we all go through background checks. We all, um, you know, we're all very, you know, vetted, especially in our league. We're vetted to make sure that, you know, there's we're, we're allowed to be around young kids. You know, if you think about it, you know, 10 feet away in, in, in the stands, you know, there's people that, that are like this. It's, it's kind of crazy. Well, listen, I want to thank you for coming on the show with us this morning and sharing what happened because, you know, people know about the thing in Denver, and now they're going to know about this. And first of all, I'm glad you're okay, and I'm glad your son is all right because watching that had to be terrifying for him. Are, did you have, – have you and the head coach brought the kids together and talked to them about what happened, try to explain it and try to make sure they're all good with it? No, I was thinking about reaching out to the coach, but I just thought I- – better just to let it let it be we we left it on the field which you know that's another thing one one of the what you know I, I talked to some of my you know league my my club officials you know and, and said what what could we have done and one one person was like well keep him out of the handshake line and i i agree you know in hindsight yeah that would have been the better idea but no, in my I respect. I don't think so. It, I don't it, think so. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know what? Leave it on the field. Yeah. Well, listen, Matt, and, I want to thank uh, you for joining us today, okay. sharing what happened. My suggestion would be that you and the head coach sit down with the kids and talk to them about what happened because they all walked away with some kind of opinion on that, and I think it would be good for you. Listen, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for sharing your story, and the best of luck to you. I, I really, really appreciate it. Thanks, Dr. Jacobs. Okay, take care. Okay. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Uh, boy, I'll tell you what. Youth sports is screwed up, ladies and gentlemen. It is screwed up. When you got fights at soccer games and fights at baseball games, seven-year-old baseball game, 13-year-old soccer game, come on. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Are you an athlete, competitor, or ordinary individual who wants to learn how to relax, build confidence, and think more positively? Then the 20 Minutes to Success series of digital downloads and audio CDs from sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs are perfect for you. 20 Minutes to Success will teach you techniques to help you succeed. Dr. Jacobs covers topics like deep breathing for better focus, confidence building, and positive visualization. The 20 Minutes to Success series includes programs for individual sports like swimming, running, tennis, and baseball. You can also target overall athletic performance or relaxation. For more information and to get 20 minutes to success on digital download or CD, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, to get 20 minutes to success, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products.
Hi, Grandma. What's for dinner? Hey, honey, I'm making stew tonight. Ooh, can Nina come over? I'm not sure about our new friend. I wonder if there's been any drinking going on. Alcohol at her age can lead to so many bad things. I've been meaning to ask you, what would happen if someone offered you a drink? Grandma! This is hard. She's so young. But I know I need to talk to her about it now before someone tries to give her alcohol. If anyone ever does offer you a drink, I want you to say no. I have too much respect for my family and I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. Really? I promise, Grandma. I love you too. Okay, how about tasting this stew and telling me what you think? Mmm. Some children may try alcohol as young as nine years old. It's not too early to talk about drinking. For tips on how to begin the conversation, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station. All right, crew, let's get her dug. Honey, you want to give me a hand? I'm planting that tree, remember? No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. You must call 811 at least two to three business days before any digging project, so you can avoid hitting our essential buried utilities. This includes natural gas and petroleum pipelines, electric, communication cables, and water and sewer lines. So before you do this, or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811 brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. If you suffer from COPD symptoms like shortness of breath and fatigue, where do you turn? There are medications and oxygen, but do you know about pulmonary rehab? Three out of five COPD patients have never heard of it. Pulmonary rehab is an exercise, education, and support program that gives you tools to manage your condition, and Medicare typically pays for it. So whether it's grocery shopping on your own or just walking across the room, pulmonary rehab can help you. Visit livebetter.org to find out about your options for pulmonary rehab today. Here's farmer and landowner John Prue. We purchased the land about three years ago, and there was an old farmstead on there with trees. We were going to clear the land so we could farm through it. We thought we knew where the pipe was, so we didn't call to get it located. The work on our property led to the damage of a light crude pipeline. Fortunately, no one was hurt, but it could have been much worse. Never assume the location or depth of underground lines. Always call 811 or visit clickbeforeyoudig.com before you start work. A message from the Pipeline Operators for Ag Safety Campaign. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello, everybody. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHP in Kansas City. I'm here every week. And we are talking about youth sports today. And I just interviewed Matt, who is an assistant soccer coach for his 13-year-old soccer team in New York City, about a fight that happened at his game last week where he got attacked by another dad in the handshake line when a young man on the other team punched one of the kids on his team. He then grabbed the kid who hit the kid on his team, which point then he got attacked by not only the dad, but three other uh, men who came out and started hitting him and pummeling on him because he grabbed the young man who hit the young man on his team. This 
was not talked about because everything was in the news and violent behavior at youth sports was about the seven-year-old baseball game in Denver. We've got problems. And you know what? These organizations have got to step up and start to do something. It's ridiculous. These people are, are out of control. They need help. And you know what? These people should be banned from coming to these games. What kind of role models are they? Well, no wonder the young man punched the kid because his dad came out and started punching Matt. Let's talk to David first. David, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Dr. Jacobs. How are you? Well, I'm good. I'm just a little perturbed with this stuff. This is re- just, it's just ridiculous, and it's getting worse. Well, I, I'm with you. I, you know, you, I, I enjoy rainy mornings and waking up and coming to, on my way to church, and I hear this, and it just gets me fired up. I saw the thing on there in uh, Colorado uh, via social media. Uh, as a as a parent, unfortunately, my kids are now uh, young adults, and so I'm beyond the youth sports uh, stuff. I was never so happy that when my kids entered school sports because schools seemed to do a better job of taking control of these situations, but. Uh, um, I coached and was a league rep for, for various sports uh, with both of my kids growing up. Um, I had no problem as a league rep uh, in, in the gym at a basketball tournament or basketball games turning to parents saying, you need to calm down. If not, we'll just call the police and have you escorted out of here. Um, I, there's nothing worse than parents that, you know, for a fourth-grade basketball tournament that thinks their kid's playing for a world championship and they get so fired up that they they just can't see straight. And I'm with you. I absolutely agree with you. I think that the young man, the 13-year-old, should have been, uh, I think it would be a very easy uh, transition in the rules to say if you're you know, engaged in physical altercation, you'll be, uh, uh, you know, you'll need to get some kind of counseling, anger management, some kind of whatever the counseling may be. And I'm an LCSW, so I, it would be very easy to, to attach my name to a league and say, you know, come see me or, or any number of other therapists like me. Uh, but to, to, you know, get the counseling before you return, Dad, you're out. I mean, Dad, Dad, Dad should be in jail because that's assault, you know, outside the world of competition. That's for sure assault. So Dad should be in jail. And what kind of role model is that guy? I mean, Absolutely. really? I mean, no wonder his son punched the other kid because the dad right. comes out and punches people. Oh, I can do whatever I want. I mean, well, it, yeah, go ahead. And, and, yeah, no, I'm sorry. And, and you're absolutely right. You know, you, you know that the apple is sometimes the apple is leaning right up against the tree. And you know, not, not only does it not roll far from the tree, it's leaning right up against the tree. And that's a, a clear case that the kid has learned that uh, this has happened. I do see giving a kid a chance because being in competition – you know, I mean, I I almost I can almost understand it in competition, where you're just your emotion and your your adrenaline and all that takes over and you make a dumb decision, and you're a kid. Well, we you're see it, but you know, David, we see it with professional athletes. We had Marcus Peters here at the Chiefs. Now he's with the Rams, who had some impulse control problems. One right. of the reasons, probably, the Chiefs let him go. I mean, the guy's Absolutely. a great cornerback as as far as being able to play. But it's got some impulse control problems. So, you know, these guys need – people need help. Okay, we're ta- a youth sports – a 7-year-old baseball game, a 13-year-old soccer game should be about having fun playing and enjoying the game. Not about right. dad screaming and yelling at an umpire for the the strikes and balls or calling it for 7-year-olds or for a, right. a, a 13-year-old kid to throw a punch at a kid in the handshake line. So there needs right. to be something done. 
And there are a lot of these youth organizations, because I've talked to one. I'm not going to get into who it is. They, I was dealing with them about possibly getting hired. They didn't want to hire me because I had said something negative about them, about stuff that goes on. They don't want to deal with it. They said, right. we don't have these problems. Well, right. they're full of it because these problems are existing all the time. So we need to set guidelines. We need to set some priorities in terms of what's right and wrong. And then there needs to be discipline for it. And you're agreeing with that. I 100 percent. At least you have one person out there that agrees 100 percent because the adult, you know, I don't see the you know, I rolled it around as I was waiting on hold. You know, does the adult get a second chance? No, I don't think so. Uh, you know, you're an adult. You should know better than to to take out that kind of anger in that kind of manner over that kind of situation. You know, you're not protecting your family. You know, you're not protecting your home. You're not. You're not. Uh, it's a youth you know, sport. It's a youth sports game. It's a game. Exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. a game, and it's and it's youth, and it's and, and and even if it was high school, or even if it was professional, you know, I've. I've been to the Chiefs games, you know, where fight, fights break out, and it's, and it's disgusting there. There's no reason for that kind of stuff, um, no matter what, no matter how or the venue or whatnot. You've got one chance and you're gone. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't see why there should be any chances in something like that for the adult. For the, for the youngster, yeah, I get, I get it because of the nature of competition, because of that. I, I struggle with it because there's a part of me that says, you know, again, at 13, you know, you should know better. But that one I'm willing to kind of see, especially because that, that kid's role model, the, the person that's with him, you know, thousands of hours, you know, a, a week is his dad. And so. Yeah. You know, and, you know, the interesting thing here is if, if uh, the news had gotten a hold of this, it had been just as widely broadcast the thing in, in Colorado was. Listen, David, thank you, sir, for your call. Thanks for listening. I appreciate your comments thank you. today. I love your show. Thank appreciate you. It. I'd like to hear from you. If you are a parent, a mom, I'd like to hear from some moms. You know, we don't get many women calling this show. I'd like to hear from some moms, as well as dads. If you have seen some out-of-control behavior at a sports event, youth sports event, what do you do? The situation in Denver was was absolutely appalling. And the situation with Matt, who, who we just talked to, the soccer coach in New York. It's ridiculous. And I think we've got a problem with youth sports today, with parents whose egos are so big, they think they can do whatever they want. The rules don't apply to them. Well, you're not going to make a, that was ball four, not strike three. Don't screw my son who's pitching. Hey, listen to me. You go out there and yell at the umpire. The umpire's 13 years old. They're getting paid 15 bucks to empire a game, and you're going to sit there and verbally abuse them like you didn't make a, a, a mistake at work that week? And did your supervisor cuss you out because you made a mistake? I mean, come on. These are games. You know, we've got a problem, and this problem is getting worse. It happens all the time, yet people just want to brush it aside and, and say, oh, it's about competition. Well, this situation in Denver, people are getting arrested. There was a brawl. All right, I want to hear from you. If you are a parent and you've been at a game where there's been some behavior that's gone over the edge, what did you do? Did you say anything? Did you not say anything? Did you walk away? Did you get security? Did you say something to the coach? How did you handle it? If you're a coach, you have a parent on your team. You have a parent on your team who is a little bit abusive verbally. Maybe yelling a little bit too much in the stands. Maybe 
challenging the officials or the umpires or the sideline refs. What do you do about that? Do you say something? Do you ignore them? How do you handle that? I want to hear from if you are a coach and you've got out-of-control parents on your team, what do you do? If you're a parent and you're at a game and there's another parent on your team who's losing it, do you sit in your hands and not say anything? Do you get up and walk away? Do you say something to them? It's a very touchy situation because you don't want to get in an altercation, but at the same time, you're going to be uncomfortable because you don't like it. I know I've been there. I've seen it when my kids were playing sports years ago. All right, let's get some calls in here. I want to hear from you. If you're a coach, you're a parent, you're an official. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. The world of youth sports has grown tremendously in the last few years, and with that growth comes questions. What's the right age to let my child start playing? When should winning and losing become important? And how can the youth sports experience be fun? These questions and many more are addressed head-on in sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs' book, Just Let Him Play, guiding parents, coaches, and athletes through youth sports. Written with Major League Baseball pitcher Jeff Montgomery and Hall of Fame swimming coach Peter Malone, Just Let Him Play tackles the issues that make youth sports increasingly difficult for parents, coaches, officials, and especially kids. Just Let Him Play explains the importance of winning and losing, success and failure, and why it's okay when not every athlete gets a trophy. For more information and to get your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to winnersunlimited.com and click Products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click Products. One more time, for your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to winnersunlimited.com and click Products. Here's farmer and businessman James Wood. We farm about 3,500 acres. There's pipelines everywhere. The contractor working on my property did not have the lines located before he began work, and it resulted on a strike on a natural gas pipeline. Fortunately, no one was hurt, but it could have been much worse. Never assume the location or depth of underground lines. Always call 811 or visit clickbeforeyoudig.com before you start work. A message from the Pipeline Operators for Ag Safety campaign. All across the country, people are coming together to speed up what we can learn about health. The All of Us Research Program is calling on one million people to join us as we try to change the future of health. For your family, for future generations, for all of us. Visit joinallofus.org and find out how you can become one in a million. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin, UVB rays burn, and both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. 
Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello, everybody. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WSB in Kansas City. I'm here every week and we talk about psychological side of sports. And if you've listened to our show, I've been on the radio for 28 years. You know one of my passions is dealing with the whole area of youth sports. I've talked about it forever. And we just interviewed Matt, who is a soccer coach in New York City, about his experience last Sunday at a game where in the handshake line at the end of the game, a young man on the other team, 13-year-old boy, punched one of the kids on his team in the face. Matt then grabbed this young man so he wouldn't hit anybody else. He then got attacked by the kid's dad and two other dads who started beating him up. This wasn't talked about like the situation in Colorado because there wasn't video of it, but the situation in Colorado was at a 7-year-old baseball game where a 13-year-old umpire calling balls and strikes was being yelled at and then a fight ensued, and you've seen it it's all over social media. Dad's punching the living daylights out of each other. One guy just dealing on a guy, knocking him down, and apparently being arrested. So what are we – where are we going with this? What is going on here? I want to hear from you if you are a coach, and you have parents in the stands who start yelling and screaming. What do you do about it? Do you say anything? Do you ignore them? Do you try to talk to them after the game? Do other dads, other moms say something in the stand? What if it's a mom out of control? I had a a mom last year. I saw a young man in my office, a high school junior baseball pitcher, whose coach told him, if you walk someone, you're coming out of the game, which to me was idiotic. Why would you tell somebody if you walk somebody, you're coming out of the game when you're the starting pitcher? So what do you think he did? He walked the first batter on a full count. The mom is sitting in the stands, and she went ballistic, cursing and screaming, yelling, jumped out off the bleachers and left. Everybody heard her, which embarrassed her son, embarrassed her husband, embarrassed herself. She then apologized to the coach, but also said, you know, what are you doing to my son? Now, she was wrong. She admitted she was wrong. In fact, she and her husband and son came in, and we talked about this and she was extremely remorseful about the situation but what do you do if you're sitting in the stands and there's another parent going crazy what do you do most people don't they're going to sit on their hands they're going to walk away they don't want anything to do with it but if you're a coach you're responsible for the parents of those kids as much as you are for the kids all right i would like to hear from you if you are a coach you've had the situation how did you deal with it If you are a parent and you have been in the stands and there are out-of-control parents at the game, maybe on your team, maybe on the other team, do you just sit on your hands and not say anything? Do you get up and walk away? Do you think, I've got to say something to them? I know all those thoughts go through your head. What do you do? Oh, I'd like to hear from you. Let's get some calls in here. I want to find out what you think. Here's my opinion on what you do. 
if there's somebody at, first of all, in the preseason meeting, and there should be a preseason meeting for every sports team now. I don't care if it's seven-year-old base, but God knows those those seven-year-olds should have had a preseason meeting with the, with the coaches and the parents about behavior. You talk about this, and you set up strict guidelines about behavior. I have always told coaches, bring a bag of lollipops, Tootsie Pops to the game, hand it out to the parents before every game, and say, suck on this. You know, it sounds silly. People laugh at that, but you know what? It works. It works. I've got some people, some coaches who tell me they do it, and it works. We have a problem with this stuff, and it needs to be addressed. So I want to hear from you, if you're a coach or a parent, how you deal with this. Let's see what Patrick has to say. Patrick, good morning. Dr. Jacobs, how are you? Morning, man. How are you? Okay, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, I'm just calling to reflect on what you were talking about. Um, yeah, I coach Little League. Um, I've been doing it for a while now. And uh, it's uh, really, I'm just, you know, it's out, I'm out here for the kids. I really block everything else out behind me. So, you know, I do have some parents on my team and the other team that, you know, they're out of control, yelling, screaming, screaming at all our kids. What, a, what age, too, Patrick? But, uh, nine and 10 and 11-year-olds. So you've got parents out of control. Not not necessarily completely out of control, but um, they're yelling and screaming at the children, and they're yelling and screaming at me. But I block a lot of it out. It's competitive little league, so. Okay, let, let, let's let's talk about this, Patrick. You say you block it out. Okay, but they're sitting there yelling and screaming. Have you thought about having a meeting with the parents? Say, look, we need to talk about behavior. We need to talk about how you act in the stands. We need to talk about how this affects your kids. You ever thought about that? Yeah, I have thought about that, but um, I, I've received a lot of personal uh, personal response from a lot of the parents um, privately. They've messaged me, you know, via text message and uh, messenger and whatnot on the internet. But um, they've emailed me and they've even called me at certain times and they've told me, you know, they they respect what I'm doing and what I'm doing for their kids. And they're all on the same page when it comes to. I don't have a lot of parents out of control. It's just it's just a select few. Yeah, but but it, I, I don't care if it's just one. you got one. It's going to le- – see, here's the thing, Patrick, in my opinion. Let's talk about this. You've got one parent who's out of control. How does that make the other parents sitting around him or her feel? Uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. And so, in essence, and this is just my opinion, it's your responsibility. You're the coach. I mean, look, mm-hmm. parents should, should know better, but they don't because a lot of these parents, quite frankly, are just not very smart. Okay, they don't get yeah. it. So I think it's your responsibility to have a team meeting with these parents, and I'd say, look, you know what? I've been hearing some things in the stands during the games. We need to tone it down. I don't hear it every game. I hear it from a couple people, whatever. But you know what? We've got to get some control over what's going on here. All right? So no, no more the cussing, no more the screaming, no more of the derogatory comments. Okay, if you're going to do that, I, I would like you to leave the game. Okay? All right. All H- right. How do you feel about that? I feel, that feels that nice, man. I appreciate your time. Well, I think you should do it, and I'd like you to do that and give us a call back and let us know what happens. Because you know what? It will make the experience. I mean, the fact that you took the time to call me and the fact that you're bringing this up says it's bothering you enough. Yeah. So I would say something about it, Patrick. I would do something about it and see what happens. And I, I, you know what? Here's the deal. Most parents who are doing this don't even realize they're doing it. They're, they just get out of control. Now, there are some, like the guy who hit Matt, the coach we were talking about, he's got a big problem, mm-hmm. okay? Because it took, it took him 
a, a, a minute to run out there and hit hit him. He could have easily not done that. But I, I think you need to say something. To have a team meeting, a mandatory meeting with all the parents, and say, I want to talk about sportsmanship, I want to talk about behavior, I want to talk about the way you are in the stands. This is supposed right. to be, I don't care if it's competitive, if it's traveling, if it's elite, if it's rec. It's supposed to be fun. Do you agree? You're right. I do agree. It's all about the fun. All right. Well, I'd like to hear back from you if you do this, okay? All right. I appreciate your time. You have a great day. You too, sir. Thanks for calling. All right. If you are a coach and you have parents out of control, parents screaming obscenities, parents yelling at the referees or the umpires, what do you do? I think Patrick needs to have that team meeting ASAP. What do you do if you're a coach? If you are a parent and you're sitting in the stands and you've got other parents on your team, on your team, going ballistic, maybe they're yelling at your son or daughter because they screwed up. What are you going to do? You're not going to be happy about it. I think it comes down to the coach being responsible. Look, we've got problems in youth sports in the sense that and I've talked about this forever. You know, we've got competitive leagues for four- and five-year-olds, which is insane. We've got all this pressure on kids to have to win. And then it carries over to the parents. Then the parents feel, well, my, my son's going to be a major league baseball player. He's eight, but gosh, he's really good. Or my son's going to play in the MLS or the NFL or the NBA. Or my daughter's going to be on the Olympic team. Well, she's seven. Okay? No. You don't have any idea what your child's going to end up doing when they're seven, eight, or nine. And youth sports is supposed to be about the experience, fun, the enjoyment, not about the pressure to have to win, to beat everybody, and to go out there and beat the living daylights out of people because you don't like what they're doing. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I hope you enjoy our show. You can get a hold of me a lot of ways. You can reach me on my website, which is winnersunlimited.com. You send me an email at drj at winnersunlimited.com. Follow me on Twitter at, at drjsportspsych. I have a great video on my Twitter account I think you will like looking at. You can call me at my office at 816-561-5556. This is an issue we will talk about again. I want to thank Matt for coming on, the soccer coach in New York, for sharing his story. Have a great week. Stay positive and have fun at your kids' games. You've been listening to the Sports Psychology Hour. For more information, go to winnersunlimited.com. Are you an athlete, competitor, or ordinary individual who wants to learn how to relax? build confidence, and think more positively? Then the 20 Minutes to Success series of digital downloads and audio CDs from sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs are perfect for you. 20 Minutes to Success will teach you techniques to help you succeed. Dr. Jacobs covers topics like deep breathing for better focus, confidence building, and positive visualization. The 20 Minutes to Success series includes programs for individual sports like swimming, running, tennis, and baseball. You can also target overall athletic performance or relaxation. For more information and to get 20 minutes to success on digital download or CD, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. 
That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, to get 20 minutes to success, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. Over the years, you've brought them into your home. You were prescribed opioids after the C-section, when dad injured his back, when your basketball star tore his ACL. Opioids helped with the pain, and you held on to them just in case. But did you know holding on to unused opioids puts your family at risk? Opioids are powerful pain-reducing prescription medicines, but most people who are prescribed opioids don't finish their prescriptions. So millions of unused opioids are sitting in homes across the country. And tragically, more than 100 Americans die every day from overdoses involving opioids. What can you do to protect your family? Remove the risk of unused opioids from your home. Pills, patches, or syrups in drawers, purses, and cabinets. Anywhere they might be hiding. To find out how to dispose of them properly, visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Hi, Grandma. What's for dinner? Hey, honey, I'm making stew tonight. Ooh, can Nina come over? I'm not sure about our new friend. I wonder if there's been any drinking going on. Alcohol at her age can lead to so many bad things. I've been meaning to ask you, what would happen if someone offered you a drink? Grandma! This is hard. She's so young. But I know I need to talk to her about it now before someone tries to give her alcohol. If anyone ever does offer you a drink, I want you to say no. I have too much respect for my family and I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. Really? I promise, Grandma. I love you too. Okay, how about tasting this stew and telling me what you think? Some children may try alcohol as young as nine years old. It's not too early to talk about drinking. For tips on how to begin the conversation, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station. <laughs> 